and welcome to Non-Technical, where I, your host, Alexis Gay, interview influential folks from tech, media, business, and beyond about everything except their resumes. Today on the pod, a long-awaited pod, which I know I say regularly, but this one really, truly was long-awaited. We have John Yushai, creator, advisor, and contributing writer at Forbes, though. He's done a lot of other super impressive, really interesting things prior to that, which admittedly, I'm not going to ask him that much about. John, thank you so much for being here. Alexis, you have mastered that podcast voice. I feel like it goes to (laughs) another octave right there. My God. You know what? I truly was born to do a podcast. Podcast didn't even (laughs) exist when I was born, but they had to be created so that there was an outlet for the way that I talk and sound. Boom. Let's do it. I love it. Let's do it. This episode of Non-Technical is brought to you by Bets Connect, a recruiting platform unlike any other. Whether you're looking to hire the best go-to-market talent or looking for your next opportunity, Bets can help. Bets has spent more than a decade building relationships with the world's most innovative companies and professionals. And for the first time ever, you can access this network with Bets Connect. As the only go-to-market recruiting platform built by recruiters and powered by recruiters, Connect enables you to search through a network of vetted go-to-market professionals actively looking for their next opportunity and make better hires faster. In addition, Bets Connect clients the ROI within 90 days. Plus, if you're looking for your next big opportunity, you can join the Bets Network and get connected with the world's most innovative companies that are looking to hire go-to-market professionals like you. Learn more about hiring top talent or finding your next role at betsrecruiting.com slash non-technical. As one of few marketers to work at both YouTube and Instagram, John Yushai was featured in Inc. Magazine for cracking the code to going viral and named Forbes 30 Under 30. During five years at YouTube, John was head of creator product marketing, where he worked with YouTube's top creators and celebrities to grow their audiences and their incomes. During the past three years, John worked at Instagram, where he helped build their creator team to empower a new generation of stars to grow and monetize. John now writes for Forbes and Time Magazine, is a creator in residence at a leading NFT platform called Origin, where he advises brands and creators on their NFT drops, and has an interview show where he sat down with Danny DeVito, George Lopez, Jake Paul, Logan Paul, Michelle Fan, and more. John Yushai, welcome to Non-Technical. <laughs> Thanks, Alexis. I'm stoked to be here. And I got to see like a lot of these things are happening more and more because you help like see the light beyond a corporate tech company. Oh my God. That's Thanks so for kind of path. you. My pleasure. My pleasure. Yes, we know each other. Originally, I think the first time we ever met was on Clubhouse. Does that sound right? Yes, I saw your beautiful uh, <laughs> uh, like like pink background pastel. Yes, that's the calling card. <laughs> that was the calling card. Yes. I think we hosted a room together and then mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you've just been such a wonderful friend since. So uh, oh my I'm glad God. to be on your show. Yeah. Truly too kind. I am so glad that we're friends. I'm so impressed by what you've been able to build. You know, it is a shame that we can't talk about it at all on this podcast, but maybe the next <laughs> time we catch up, we can talk about work. We do the For opposite sure. on my show. You and I personal catch up work related and and then on this show, not work related. Got to abide by the rules of non-technical. Yep. That's right. I'm very yeah. strict, very stern, no fun, no joy here. So John, okay, so let's start here. I'm curious, how did you spend your last day off? Oh my Lord, that is a good question. <laughs> yeah, right out of the gate, hard-hitting question oh, for you. Oh my God, that is a hard-hitting question because I'm embarrassed to say that it's hard for me to think about last day off. I I think it was, we have spent a lot of time in Palm Springs. Like we Mm -hmm. moved out here, got a place that we're turning into an Airbnb. My fiance and I have just been going around exploring the area. So that's so fun. You know what my new favorite three words are is unlimited free parking. Yeah. (laughs) 
There is tons of that in Palm Springs. Just browsing around and just walking around Palm Springs was the last day off. That's really fun. So you're turning it into an Airbnb? Yes. Are you going to write the description and everything? I'll write the copy, but my fiance has just been awesome. Like we have like different themed rooms, like uh, kind of the Palm Springs vibe. Like each room is like a different color and uh, it's been fun. Like, I, I don't know, like being in tech, like you and I just, I see something physical mm-hmm. in the form of like real estate and yes. Airbnb. It's it's been, it's been a challenge for sure, but but a lot of fun as well. Yeah, I totally understand that. Wow. Okay, so you spent your last day off enjoying, reveling in the glory of unlimited free parking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just pull up. Oh, all right. Don't have to wait in line. Don't have to pay three hundred dollars or whatever it is in San Truly. Francisco and uh, yes. getting a cup of coffee and just yeah relax just knowing you can take your time you're not waiting for the meter the simple joys it's all about the simple things am i basic alexis i don't think that's basic even in the slightest first of all i think that things that are basic are because they are loved by a lot of people and that's why we call them basic but that's ridiculous that's just a thing a lot of people like yes yes like top 40 music yes that's right sure I don't know why people get so up in arms. It's like a lot of people like that thing. <laughs> it's yeah. like, yeah, leave them alone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I fully support you. I think one of the truest simple joys related to parking that I have is when I go to my mom's house, she lives in suburban mm. Florida, and I can drive a car to the grocery store and yeah. then park the car and then buy as many groceries as I want and just put them in the trunk of the car mm. and drive home. It's magical. Can you believe that's an option instead of (laughs) lugging the heaviest paper bags possible, like 50 blocks to get to your apartment? I grew in the suburbs of Chicago and like, I was like, no, no, I want to move to a city. But now that I live in a city and now I'm back in a suburb, I'm like, I get it. You know, I get it. Like simple things like that, like more space. Like it's, it's wonderful. Truly. If you were kidnapped, but you had the chance to communicate (laughs) with your... <laughs> with your family and friends and needed to secretly let them know something was wrong, what would you say? If I was speaking to my parents, I'd probably try to slip in some Farsi or something oh, like really? that. Oh, really? Yeah. Try to like communicate. And, and if the kidnapper was like, what are you doing? I would just like quickly switch back. Did you speak Farsi growing up at home? Well, I spoke it growing up, but then I became classic. I feel like kid of immigrants, like reluctant and embarrassed mm. to speak Farsi publicly. And and mm-hmm. I regret it. Like, I wish like I held on to it more and I could understand fluently, but my speaking of Farsi uh, is not as strong as I want it to be. So mm-hmm. <laughs> even when I'm trying to communicate in that life or death scenario, I probably yeah. say, damn it. <laughs> Damn it. I should have. It would come back to bite you. It's okay. It's not your fault. uh, It's society. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So, but yeah, yeah. I spoke Farsi and then, and then I went to Jewish school. And so do the Hebrew. Okay. So we've got options, but we're thinking you'd have to be speaking another language. Does that mean there's nothing you could say in English that wouldn't tip them off? I feel like I have such a bad poker face. Really? Yeah. Like if I wanted to tip people off or like, I'd be like, help. With a really obvious wink. Yeah, like I feel like I would just uh, ruin it. So I would try to opt into another language. It's probably my go-to. Got it. You know, these these are the questions that I need to spend more time thinking about, Alexis. Like I said, this is hard-hitting journalism. Yes, yes. So is there a situation you can think of where your lack of a poker face has come back to bite you? Probably poker in general. I've lost (laughs) a lot of money like playing poker. Do you like playing poker? I like the conversation around it more than yeah. the game, but the strategy of it makes sense. But I find I, I get so into the conversation that I'm like, oh, oh right, right, right. It's my turn or yep. I'm, I'm not uh, keeping track of the cards. 
I love poker. I haven't played in a while. Do you follow the World Series of Poker? Like no. when we were growing up, like Mm-mm. it's amazing how ESPN turned it into a sport. Yes, 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 yes. With their cameras underneath the like tables and like so cool. the spectatorship. I feel like they made it go like much more mainstream. At least that's when I started watching and catching on and wanting to play it in like our friends' basements growing up. Like, Oh so, yeah. I also yeah. think there was an app that was really popular called, maybe it was just called Texas Hold'em, but I remember having it on my iPhone or something like that. It was like one of the first games I was able to play for some reason. Okay. So not having a poker face have yeah. and then playing poker i understand where that could come that might be difficult for you directly at us i don't mean this in a bad way are you a good liar no i'd say it's like <laughs> i will uh like start to uh, I, I don't know like smiling or, or laughing or uh-huh. i will give all the tells away. oh like probably. breaking eye contact and stuff like that yeah or something mm-hmm. like that yeah i think that if i wanted to be a good liar i think i could i just yeah. I can't. I, it feels too bad morally for me to yeah. get involved in that. I don't want to live my life keeping up a lie. I don't want to have to remember right. lies that I've told and then I have to keep going. Not interested. Yeah. And I don't know, Is my, my, my fiance is like so moral that even like we'll go to Bed Bath & Beyond and I'll be like, oh, I forgot my 20% coupon yeah. at home. She'll be like, no, you didn't. And I'll be like... <laughs> Oh, no. You know, and I'm like, what? She's one of the most moral and just truthful people. Yes, you're on the straight and narrow. That's a beautiful quality in a person, though. I don't think I'm quite there. I would definitely tell Bed Bath & Beyond that I had a coupon (laughs) at home. But I think that it is in the realm of possibility. Like, I haven't checked the mail. There's probably a Bed Bath & Beyond coupon in there. Yeah, yeah. Plausible deniability. Exactly, exactly. But I think that the credit of that Bed Bath & Beyond employee, if I'm remembering, they gave it to us anyways or, yeah. or something like oh, that. Yeah, that's so, sweet. So it's a, they yeah. don't care, though they are also <laughs> they don't care. going under probably. So maybe yeah. they should. Honestly, it might yeah. be our fault, John. <laughs> exactly. Yes, the ruin. So is there a fad, this could be a fashion fad, workout, cultural, whatever, that you look back on participating in that now makes you a little cringy? Oh, puka shell necklaces, 90s. Oh, what was I doing? Boy. <laughs> oh my God, I could go right back there with you. Yeah, I'm embarrassed to say I must have gone to a few like shops in our mall in Northbrook Court, like growing yep. up in Chicago, and I found a puka shell necklace and I joined one of the 40% of guys in our grade that yes. had them at that time. So paint the picture for me a little bit. In addition to the puka shell necklace, what kind of fashion were you rocking at that time in your life? I think it was more lack of fashion. Lack of fashion. <laughs> I feel like it was like a puka shell necklace and one shorts and some oversized like polo and calling yeah. that yeah. some semblance of an outfit. Yeah. You know, I don't know if this is a Midwest versus East Coast thing, but I grew mm. up like in the suburbs of Chicago and we wore just like sports clothing. And then I yeah. go to the East Coast, I'm like, what? Like, why are people yeah. wearing khakis to go to class? You know, like, why? Why are what? 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 Like a button-down shirt on just a, on a Tuesday? And I think that's where I started dressing up more, at least like paying more attention. So it's definitely not something I grew up with. Mm, so your schools didn't have a dress code growing up? No, but my dad was always very well dressed. He he he, he rock a bow tie. Sharp dresser, love it. Yeah, and like our Shabbat dinners where we'd have just like a few guests over. So yeah. my dad always like had it together. Not something that was like, I thought about like day to day. 
I think growing up in the environment that I grew up in, I'm from Connecticut. I went to schools with dress codes, which had things like khaki requirements or button downs for guys and stuff like that. And I had all kinds of stuff I had to wear. It definitely influenced like how I dressed later, even though I didn't Mm. have to anymore. But I've always found that I dress more formally than the setting typically requires. What was the uniform like growing up? Well, there was no uniform, which honestly, I would have preferred a uniform because then it would have been easier. But you had to adhere to this dress code, which was like your pants cannot have any patch pockets on them because it's characteristic of a jean. You certainly can't wear jeans. And then you had to have two layers on top. First layer had to be collared. So that could be a polo or a collared shirt. Then you either had to have a vest, a blazer or a sweater. Oh my God. No logos, no graphics. If you're going to wear a skirt, it has to come down to your middle finger fingertip and you have to be wearing either tights or knee socks with it. No sneakers, no open toed sandals. That feels like it on the girl side. And then for dudes, it was uh, khakis or dress pants, button down shirt. And in high school or starting in maybe seventh or eighth grade, sports coat and tie. Whoa. Okay. Wow. When I first heard dress coat, I immediately interpreted that as uniform. I wish a uniform you could have just every day woken up and known what you were going to wear. And I had no fashion sense to start with and then put those parameters on it. Oh boy. Your girl had the knee socks. It just, it (laughs) happened. That is what we were working with. I couldn't do it. But to be fair, your like point about dressing up in tag, it's a low bar. Oh so my god. Up, I know. You show up with a collar shirt, it's like, what formal are you going to tonight? You know? It's like uh <laughs> I showed up to work and all my interviews at Patreon for almost every day that I worked there wearing like some kind of a blazer and sharp jeans, nice sneakers or something like that. It was like worthy of note. And I was like, What? It was a lot. Yeah, but I'm with you. I I, I was on that dress up like uh, I feel like I love yeah, that. Yeah, totally. Totally. We're the one we're raising the bar over here. <laughs> yes, the most unimportant bar in tech. Yes. <laughs> I'll do that. That sounds great. Give it to us. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, John, do you have a catchphrase or other words or phrases that you or other people think are specific to you? Alexis, where do you come up with these questions? These are very thought uh, provoking. Like, wow. Um, do I have a catchphrase? Yes. No, but if you ask my friend, yes. Like, okay. I think they make fun of me for saying wow. Like, <laughs> Wait, what kind of a wow? Like, oh, we'll go, we'll go out to dinner. Like, oh my God, the salmon. Wow. Like, I'm like, okay, guys, I don't, I don't say it for the mon- most mundane things, but, uh, I am an optimistic guy. I, I was going to say you're, you're appreciating life. I think that's yes. great to be the wow guy. Yes. The other day I was appreciating the trunk space in our hatchback. <laughs> and it's amazing. You can shove things in there. It still is kind of compact. That's a wow for me, honestly. You know, it's like the little thing. So if that's what my friends roast me on, then yeah. I'll take it. So, it could so be a lot worse. But yes. Yeah. There's, no, it gets a lot worse. But, you know, it's <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> like uh, that's that's in terms of catchphrases. Like that's, uh, yeah, just like, yeah, being too superlative, which I've tried to tone down. I was like reading mm. my emails from college. Yeah. Because uh, I was like, well, one, one of those student government nerds, and I was sending out emails to the class about events and all that. Yeah. And like, guys, it's going to be the best event of all time. And now oh I'm like reading, God. I'm like, dude, calm down. You know, yeah. like, it's going to be a good event, <laughs> a great event. Yeah, I think it's also an American thing. Now. I, I don't know. Mm. I learned so much being in a relationship with my fiance who's Canadian. Oh, really? Yeah. It's like, why, why do Americans feel the need to have the world's best coffee? Like on every other street corner. Great question. (laughs) Right? Or world's best pizza. I mean, I mean, try to sell and all that. And yeah, just interesting. I mean, maybe it's a part of our culture. And um, and when I was younger, I took it more to a 
to a to an extreme and but that's what mm. stuck with my friends and now a lifetime of roasting is what wow. I have to deal with yeah <laughs> wow well you know I recently realized that when I respond to one of my dear friends Instagram stories apparently all I say to him is wow I don't know if I do this <laughs> with other people but I clicked into it recently and it's just me literally going wow Wow. Wow. Hard eyes. Wow. Exclamation points because he's a professional photographer. So when I see his, it's, it's actually the guy that took the pink photo. And so oh, when cool. I see his photos, my first thought is, wow. Yes. Cole Saladino. He's truly one of the most talented photographers in the world. Not to be superlative about it, but he really is. <laughs> yeah. No, I feel like, uh, say how you feel it. Yeah. It's Good. Like, uh... We're just appreciators. We're just appreciators. Thank yes. you. Yes, exactly. You're very exactly. welcome. John, yes. what's the tiniest hill you're willing to die on? So something pretty inconsequential that you would really go to bat for. God, you got me. I don't know. I, my mind went straight to like, like just appreciate top 40 for what it is. Ooh, okay. I do kind of love that hill. I'm willing to dive into that hill. Yeah, it's like... Uh, like, come on, these these songs, they're engineered for a reason. And I'll go back and listen to NSYNC and, you know, a lot of like the boy bands from the 90s and yes. all that. There's a lot of good stuff out there. So I think that one, top 40, top 40 for a reason. Is this in response to people hating on top 40 music? I think so. Or like, I, I think, you know what I realized? Like, hmm. Probably the hate comes from it's like over-engineered or trying to appeal to too many people. But it's also like, I think people love to find their own like artists now or like mm. say I discovered them or before in mm -hmm. top 40 by its very yep. definition is like mainstream. So totally. Well, it's like we were saying earlier, often people look down on things that a lot of people like simply because a lot of people like them. Well said. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. I, the thing about pop music, I totally 100% agree with you on what you said. And I think that to me, some pop music is like candy. Like yeah. it's like you said, maybe overly engineered or like overly produced or it's auto-tuned or it's like very shiny, very bright sounding. But candy is good. Candy is enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs> so some yep. top 40 songs are just enjoyable and it's okay. Yeah, some songs have memories tied to them and oh, you kind of yeah. want to go into that time machine. So yeah, totally. Totally. Is there a song that whenever you hear it takes you back in time? Yeah. Party in the USA. Miley Cyrus takes me back to college. Oh, really? A specific party? Yeah. Uh, not a specific party. I just remember that song when it comes on and it's just such an easy song to sing to. So I feel like yeah. that helped it become remembered. My mom loves Fleetwood Mac's Dreams because oh, that's yeah? actually the song that she learned English to when really? she came to the States. Yeah, because she would come here speaking Farsi and then they would imagine like they're all in this classroom, a bunch of non-English speakers trying to yeah. speak English. And then the teacher would, as she explained to me, like put in the cassette, press play, and then the song would start playing. And then she's like, pause. Okay, everyone write down what you just heard. Oh my gosh. Right. right? And then brilliant. the artist would, yeah, would press play. And then the class, including my mom as a student trying to learn English, would write down what she learned. Wow. And I, I, I was kind of surreal because I just rediscovered that song for some reason. Because I think it was trending on TikTok. Like people were taking it, it was into a TikTok. trending on TikTok because of the guy who skateboarded drinking ocean spray cranberry juice to that song, I believe. For right? dreams. That sounds about right. Isn't that yeah. the one that's like, da na 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 Yes, na, yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> so yes. that was yes. a trend. And so then other people yes. started doing it. And then Ocean Spray delivered this guy who's 
I want to say his TikTok handle was like at Dogface or something like that, um, <laughs> which is like horrible if it's not. I really feel like it was yeah. Dogface. They gave him a bunch of stuff. I think they gave him like a truck and some cranberry juice. <laughs> they really made well, a moment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I remember that being all over social media and, uh, and then, and then I just like started listening to it again. And then, I, and then I got hooked just listening to it yep. a ton. And then my mom came into town to visit us and I was listening to it and she just told me the story of that song. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. And and then we went out to dinner and, you know, one of those places that's playing live music. And then mm-hmm. I, I just kind of give her a, a small tip, like, can you play Dreams by Fleetwood <gasps> Mac? Did they do it? Yeah, it is. It is oh! beautiful. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. That's so sweet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. John, that's really sweet. Are you a good gift giver? No, I need it. My, my, I, I give all this credit to my family. She is so I, I, I need to step on my game compared to her. But <laughs> Well, it's, but okay, if you're marrying someone who's good at giving gifts, it's kind of like you're about to be good at giving gifts. Because <laughs> right? they're the units. Yes. That is one of the biggest yeah. perks of getting married. I think I'm, I'm not engaged. I'm not getting married anytime soon. But I honestly think find someone who is like good at the stuff you're bad at has to be one of the biggest marriage life hacks, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. There's just, just even and out. But uh, yeah, she got my mom this whole, like, my mom loves serving tea, like classic Persian type of thing. And Amanda got her this like tea set that says with love, like tea oh. love. And, uh, oh, another great gift. This is one anyone could do if you're listening. Please. Amanda got for my dad's birthday, all of the New York Times front covers from his birthday. <gasps> Wait, that's an amazing gift. I am going to steal that gift. Yeah, to the credit of the New York Times, like they they offer that as a gift. Oh, package. smart. Oh, smart, smart New York Times. Smart. Right. Wow. Oh, I love that. That's really good. I was why do you think that you're not a good gift giver? No, no, I think I'm I I'm I'm a good gift giver. I just have to put you, you know, I, I probably go into like extremes. Like like for my best friend's birthday mm-hmm. every year, I uh I wrote him a letter on his birthday after we graduated. And then every year I write an extension to the letter. I'm like, oh, wait, I forgot. I didn't finish my letter. Actually, I have more to say. And then so I feel like I, I, you know, for really close friends and family, like, yeah, it it requires a lot of It sounds like you are a good gift giver, John. I think you're being too hard on yourself. (laughs) This is the therapy I've come to to solve that problem in my life. I think you should be kind to yourself and acknowledge you're a good gift giver. Maybe you're just surrounded by really incredible gift givers. And so it feels like you can't measure up. It's okay. Now you're friends with me and I think I'm an actual bad gift giver. So relative (laughs) to me, you're probably fantastic. There you go. Happiness is relative. There There you go. John, tell me this. Do you believe in ghosts? No. You thought about it. Did you have to think about it? I did think about it. What were you thinking? No, because I'm I'm a spiritual guy. Yeah. So I was like, are are spirits and ghosts and... uh... No, I, I don't, but I believe in God and I believe there's, there's something beyond just humans and, mm. and organisms and animals and insects and, and all that with us. But yeah. I don't know if that's a ghost, but people may interpret that as a ghost. Yeah. A ghost is almost a name and a shape that gets thrown over something that could be a lot of different things. And it sounds like what you're describing from the more spiritual perspective is some kind of persisting energy that can't be explained or known today by science and what we can see and touch. Precisely. That's yeah. how I feel too. Yeah. yeah. But I've never like yeah. seen a, you know, like a transparent person or like a white sheet floating right. around. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I have not seen that Casper or caricature. No. Have you ever felt you were in a haunted place? No. I have been to a haunted house. Really? I will never do that again. Like, Why? Uh, like those classic Halloween 
Because it, it's like not my kind of like I'll watch a movie and I love the idea of suspense and like being yeah. scared for the sake of a story of what's going to happen. Hmm. Like going into a haunted house and somebody just comes on your shoulder behind you. Like yeah. that's not my. It was one of those things. It was fun to have gone through it. It was not mm-hmm. fun to go through it. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes, I do know. It's like one of those things you hear the stories about. Oh my God, wasn't that crazy? Okay, it was fun to talk about. But that in that moment, I don't not know. That's the thing I would have wanted to do for a Thursday night, you know? I've never done one of those really scary haunted houses. I'm too scared. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. <laughs> As am I. And then I got peer pressured into it. Wow. That's impressive. It would take a lot to peer pressure me into that. I don't know what it would take. I don't even know. I don't know. There's nobody I would want to impress. People can know that I'm scared. I do not care. I can't imagine. Maybe one day I will, though. That would be such a fun plot twist. I'll text you. <laughs> I'll there be you like, go. you will never know. guess where I am. <laughs> there you go. Stay strong-willed. I feel like that was in my college days where I was like, you know, I was like, yes, 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 yes. Mm-hmm. Let's do all the things. Now, now I'm on, on that train of thought. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Well, yeah. what's the most out-of-character thing you've ever done? Out-of-character thing I've yeah. done? Or what's something you did that you felt was out of character? I'm such a type A planner when mm. it comes to so many things and like, you know, thinking like we're wedding planning and all that. And mm. I was like so rigid with, okay, here's our guest list. And, and then my dad's like, no, we're inviting these like 500 people. Um, <laughs> and, and I'm like, what? And I'm, I'm exaggerating. It's probably just a few extra. I'm like, okay, dad, w- what sure. are their first names? Let's just let's do a little What are their first names? <laughs> and he's like, you know, I don't know, but they're great people. And we oh, gotta, my God. We're related to them by marriage and, and all that stuff. And it's just the Persian way. I'm like, and then I was like, no, Dad, we, I want everyone to, to be at our wedding. To like, and, and he's like, no, I've, I've met them a few times. and all. So I guess it's like Persian culture versus anything mm. else. But so I just I just kind of was like, all right, Dad, you win, you know? Really? And that was out of character to just kind of let go and say, you know what? I don't have control over this. Yeah, because I was like, you know, I, I and I've come to realize, like, I, I thought... Yeah. Like anybody listening who's like going through a wedding or, or, you know, it's just like, I was like, oh, I thought it was, and it is our event, but it's also mm. our family's event. And, mm-hmm. and when you're Persian and Jewish, there's a lot of other moving pieces and, and all that. And they want to celebrate. So I was like, my, you know, my dad, it's, 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 he's done everything for me. So, okay. A few extra people at our wedding. Big deal. That's lovely. I understand. It's hard to let go of control over things. Are you someone that sends calendar invites for social gatherings? <laughs> <laughs> To clarify, I am. So you will be <laughs> yes. in good company. Yes. Okay. Yes, that's, yeah, yeah. Do you think that's too type A? I would argue that that's considerate, helpful, preferred. Wait, I feel like we could vibe on this. Though. You know what always gets me about sending mm. those invites, Alexis? Like, Tell I me. always don't know what to put as the end date, the end time. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Have you thought about this? Uh-huh. Oh, of course I've thought about okay, this. Okay, tell me. You have to put an end date or it will literally go on forever. Like you can either send an all day calendar invite or it's for a specific (laughs) period of time. So what I will do if I am, for whatever reason, self-conscious about the duration that I'm putting, this happens a lot with coffee meeting, uh, coffee meetings with someone for the first time. Perfect example. Perfect example. Yeah. Okay. So my standard, we don't know each other very well, but we've agreed to get coffee for some professional reason or a friend of a friend or whatever. I put it on for 45 minutes. And then Mm -hmm. I usually in the description will say, I have us on for 45 minutes. I'm flexible after if we go over or something like that, where I like call it it out to be like, I'm throwing this out here. Yeah. Open to suggestions. You know what I mean? That's smart. That's smart. That's the situation I'm most like 
Yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh, I, because I, you don't want to impose, but then you don't want to limit if it's going well. It's like, oh no, I don't want someone to feel like they have to sit with me for 45 minutes if they only have 30 minutes. But then on the contrary, I'm like, I don't want someone to feel like I only have 30 minutes for them if I'm really happy to sit for an hour. So I do 45 100%. and then I call it out. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Good tip. Pro tip. Yes. <laughs> Let me know how that goes for you. Will do. But with my friends that I'm close to who, yes, still get calendar invites, uh, I do whatever I want. We'll figure it out later. I don't care. Yeah, exactly. That's, yeah. <laughs> Same guy. Yeah. You actually just touched on the exact like use case I was thinking about. It's oh, good. good. Right. Yeah. Well, I think it's probably a thing that many type A people have struggled with. We're probably not the <laughs> only two. <laughs> yep. Is there a piece of art that could be a song, a book, a piece of fine art, really anything that has changed your life or the way you think about your life? Uh, you know, that Fleetwood Mac song that my mom... Really? It was just powerful hearing that. And, and now I feel like I that I, I that is her uh, song that I yeah. just... Uh, and yeah. I played a lot. And I love it. It's a great song. So I don't know if it was transformative, but it was definitely like commemorative, I guess, or, yeah. or memorable. Like she, she, that is a time capsule to her now. Absolutely. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Okay. Two part question for you. First yeah. part of the question is who would play you in a movie about your life? And the second part <laughs> of the question is, should this movie be a biopic? So birth to present day, or should we hone in on a particularly exciting movie worthy cinematic chapter of your life? I love Deb Patel, even though I'm Persian, Deb Patel, I think there's some semblance of resemblance there. Like Deb Patel, like, uh, if you're listening to this man, I was like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Some other like a uh, uh, Mediterranean or person. He's an incredible like, actor. He's an incredible actor. He's an incredible actor. I think it's probably more interesting as a let's dive into this moment chapter yeah. as opposed to the whole thing. I'd say the latter. Yeah. Is there a particular year of your life that sticks out or a particular experience? Because I would be inclined to answer the question the same way. I don't particularly think my biopic would be interesting, but there are things and experiences I've gone through where I'm like, oh, hell yeah, we could turn that into a movie. That'd be so fun. Yeah. Well, Alexa, who would play you? I feel you have a good answer for this. I have been told a lot of different people and nobody can yeah. come to a consensus. Let's say you're in the casting chair and you're like looking at all the like photos and you have you can pick from any like uh, actor in the world. Well, just knowing the type of story I'd want to tell, I'd obviously want to make a comedy movie. So I would probably yeah. want somebody who I thought looked enough like me, but really just had great comedic timing. So yeah. to me, yeah. I would pick Anna Kendrick probably. Great pick. We look enough alike where it's like, sure. And also yeah. people don't know who I am. No one's going to be like, oh my God, Anna Kendrick looks nothing like Alexis yeah. Gay, <laughs> you know? Yeah. She could be like the way that I am. <laughs> so I think that'd be great. That's a good one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sounds stereotypical, but this past year has been crazy, you know? Yeah. I don't think that's stereotypical. You've been through a lot of personal and professional change. Yeah. So something along those lines, but I feel like the most interesting chapters have yet to be written. But yeah. I always feel that way. Going back to an optimist, like I feel like tomorrow mm. is like uh, going to be the best day ever, you know? And, yes. uh, and we can do what, what, what we can to make it that way. So I, I, I don't do know. know. I'll have to, I think there's a big to be continued dot, dot, dot right now. I totally understand what you mean by that. I mean, yeah. I would still watch the movie even if, you know, this was where we were rolling credits, but I think there's certainly more that could be captured. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's Great. a good question. Wow. You're on it. <laughs> Thanks, John. I'll call Dev Patel great. and make sure he's available. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. All right, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be right back. 
This episode of Non-Technical is still brought to you by Bets Recruiting. Whether you're looking to hire the best go-to-market talent or looking for your next opportunity, Bets can help. Okay, friends, I am bringing you what I think may be the one and only time I allow myself to use a phrase like this on the podcast. Here we go. Let's talk about the future of work. I'm not telling you anything you don't know when I say the future of work is kind of happening right now. Companies all over are figuring out whether they want folks in the office or out of the office or kind of in the office or pods or whatever. You may be having those conversations at your company and you may or may not like what's being decided. Either way, the good news is you can join the Bets Recruiting Network to find a company that's totally aligned with what you're looking for from your work setup. Whether that's being in office, best buds with your deskmate, or literally never finding out how tall your coworker is. Learn more about finding your next role or hiring top talent at betsrecruiting.com slash non-technical. And we're back with John Yushai, creator, advisor, and contributing writer at Forbes. John, we have arrived at a very exciting moment in this episode of Non-Technical. We've arrived at the lightning round. Are you ready? Hit me. Okay. Wow. I just said okay in such a weird way. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Coffee or tea? Coffee. How do you take it? I usually like a latte, and uh, I know that's sacrilegious to all of my Persian background. Is it? We'll have tea. Yeah. Oh, my God. We'll have tea with every meal. Like, we'll have tea as dessert. Really? Oh, my God. Yeah. It's like dinner's over, and like, uh, bring out the tea, pump it into our veins, you know? Is there a particular tea, like a Persian tea? It's either Earl Grey or chamomile. Oh, really? And then at weddings, like, they'll have a tea station, and people get, like, recaffeinated and go back to the dance floor. It's like a whole thing, but... You know, coffee has become my uh, drink of choice between between those two. I understand. Some teas are good, but to me, no tea is great. Yes. You know, yeah. I've never had a cup of tea uh, and been like, sounds like you have a lot of experience with really excellent teas. We'll have you over for Persian dinner, Alexis. We'll Nothing I would love more than coming over for Persian dinner. That sounds incredible. Have you ever been to a Persian dinner before? No, I haven't. We need to change that. Call me up. We I'm need down. To change that. Yes. I'll come to the I'll come to Palm Springs. <laughs> or we yeah. can just go right to your family's house next time I'm in Chicago, in the suburbs of Chicago. You laugh, but they have hosted my friends even when like when I'm there, when I'm not there. They and my mom gives goodie bags of food. Oh it's my crazy. god, your mom sounds amazing. My mom once like we had friends over, they came over for dinner and they slept over. Then my mom went grocery shopping yeah. for my friends. No. And then came back and it's like, here's your groceries for the week. I'm like, mom, oh nobody, my God. <laughs> but she'll, she'll just anticipate needs. Like that's like, beautiful. Yeah. That's really sweet. Well, she doesn't have to buy me groceries, but I would love to meet her. <laughs> and I'm yeah. sure she has some wonderful teas. We can use the tea set that your fiance got. You look at that callback. You're a great comedian. (laughs) (laughs) So, John, do you have a favorite board game? I love... I haven't played a board game in a minute. I love a good game of Monopoly. Yep, me too. Oh, 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 you know what I love? Mm. Uh, Monopoly Deal. Have you you played the card game version? Yes, I have played. The setup is a lot faster. Is that your preference? Yeah, Monopoly Deal is a lot of fun. Yeah. What do you like about that version more than the board game version? Faster. Just the speed of it. You can get through like four games in the time it takes to get through one board game of Monopoly. You make a great point, And yet I love the slow burn of Monopoly. There's something wrong with me. I think I'm the only one. <laughs> I think you are. I think it's just me. The theme of this episode is popular for a reason. <laughs> yes. I'm probably in the minority. I'm definitely in the minority on that one. I do not think that's true. I think most people are like you, though I will say that a large percentage of people come on non-technical and say Monopoly is their favorite game. Like, I think a disproportionately large percentage compared to your average random sampling of people in the world. 
I think there's something about, I don't know. I think, I don't know if it's like business. Yeah. But I've always loved Monopoly. I want to play Monopoly right now. Damn. Okay. Um, we'll add that to the list when we have tea. We can play Monopoly deal though. Have you ever read a book twice? The first Harry Potter, I think. Just the first? <laughs> yeah. Did you read the second and then the rest of the series? I read the first, watched the movie, then read the first again. Just to like, oh, think okay. about like, what, what, what did they take out? Why did they take out? Because yeah. J.K. Rowling's process is also fascinating in the fact that she wrote all seven and the storylines. Yeah. And, and then she basically began with the end in mind. So she knew how all those characters and, and like plot lines would develop. Which I think is something that made the series really powerful. You can kind of tell when you're reading you the first couple. You feel like it's going somewhere, whereas yeah. other series, you can kind of tell when you didn't know where the end is going. Like, did you watch Lost on TV? No, I've heard that, like some polar bears or some, yeah. Like, right, uh, I'm just but... like, mm, they just thought of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got to sell advertising literally but it was so good it was great but i was towards the end of the series i was like i don't think they had a plan i do not think they had a plan or the new star wars trilogy like it was mind-boggling to me they changed directors from Mm. jj abrams to ryan johnson back to jj abrams and i I won't ruin any of the plot points in case Mm -hmm. people who are listening still have to watch but like there's things that ryan johnson does in his movie that just there's no continuity <gasps> between wow it's like what why wouldn't you at least write the three movies or yeah, have the themes and then if you want to bring somebody into script or yeah so it's it's funny like comparing those two franchises truly john do you have a pump up song i think it's one republic's best day of my life gonna be the best day of my yeah, yeah. life oh, yeah. no, no, oh my god i'm so embarrassed it's american authors it's not one republic wow oh no wait but uh, that's so but i was like down for i was like oh yeah of course that's one republic <laughs> yeah yeah do they do the one how would i possibly describe good life, this good life, song good life. oh yeah yes. yeah so that's it that's very yeah both both of those are yeah nice. yeah those are both amazing happy songs. Feel optimistic good, pump up. love yeah, that exactly all yeah, right, exactly final that. question for you, John Ushai. Yeah. What would you title your memoir? <laughs> wow, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the amount of stress I just put on you is so obvious. I'm sorry. No, just wow. Don't be stressed. Oh, just oh, no, just no. wow. Oh my God, that is brilliant. Wait, John, you need to write a memoir. That's it. That's it. That's it. You have to write one now. You have a perfect title. Boom. That's Boom. how it works. There you go. <gasps> I'm so this, excited to yeah. read it. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping that at least one to three chapters will be on this interview. Boom. Done. Yeah. We'll just uh, auto transcribe it. But, but you know, yeah, if Dev Patel agrees to do the movie version, then I'll start writing the script and uh, we get that baby into production. John, thank you so much for joining me on Non-Technical. <laughs> Alexis, you're the best. Always a pleasure. Always this a pleasure. This is so fun. Where can people find more about you? Check me out on YouTube. My YouTube channel is youtube.com slash youshy. I'm doing a lot of interviews there with the folks you mentioned, like George Lopez, Logan Paul, at youshy, everywhere else. Uh, always uh, happy to connect. Yes, go check John out. He creates some really incredible stuff. One more time, thank you so much for coming on. This has been such a pleasure. Persian tea next time. Yes, I cannot wait. Okay, talk to you soon. Bye, Alexa. Bye. 